Hi, this is Jonathan with LimitlessMindset.com. As you can see, I'm here with a nice phallic symbol in downtown Sofia, Bulgaria, which I thought was appropriate for a video on NoFab. This video is mainly gonna discuss using NoFab as a tool for beating and overcoming social anxiety. So for men, NoFab is really an unequaled biohack for motivation, aggression, and improving overall mood. It's one of my personal top tools for having the energy, the motivational biological fuel to pursue a limitless lifestyle and go after everything that I really want. A lot of guys real issue with social anxiety is that they lack social motivation after a long day or week of work you're just not motivated to get out of your house and meet strangers perhaps you're like a lot of guys that I talk to in that if you knew that by going out interacting with strangers, getting outside of your comfort zone, if you knew you were going to be connecting with intellectual equals, if you knew that you were going to be meeting people that you were actually attracted to in one way or another, you would be way more motivated to get out there, right? And maybe it seems like when you do go out and socialize the conversation is really dull or it's or it's virtually just lacking in actually being conversation or or real interaction you find yourself interacting with people who seem like they're just barely a few IQ points north of retarded and this is a catch 22 because for you to really connect and form relationships with the kind of people that turn you on in one way or another if we're honest your social skills are probably not up to snuff your social skills are probably not sufficient right now for you to meaningfully connect with the people who you actually perceive as being your intellectual equals following the limitless mindset model of high leverage skill set acquisition we want to learn fast right we don't want to spend 
months and months and years and years bashing our head against the wall. So the in the high leverage skill social skill set acquisition we are going to be doing a concentrated intensive period the five nights a week for 10 weeks that I prescribe in the social anxiety protocol where you are going to be taking a lot of social risks and getting a lot of reference experiences positive and negative and neutral but I think you'll be surprised when you go out there and do it you get a disproportionate amount of positive experiences I'm so oh, excited Bam. And you got to ask yourself, okay, are, are you going to go and take all of these social risks with your current social group or at work? Probably not, unless you want to risk <laughs> excluding yourself and getting yourself more or less kicked out of your social group, or unless you want to jeopardize your your career so it really is mandatory that you go out and connect with these people that we'll describe as intellectual subordinates these people that you can go out and get a little bit crazy make a little bit of a fool out of yourself with and again this is why this is a little bit of a catch-22 because right now you're probably under motivated to connect with these kinds of people and this is where nofab really becomes key to making this whole thing fly. NoFab is going to motivate you to get out there and practice your social skills to put 100% of your effort into your social interactions with everyone. You've probably heard someone say before with a little bit of a bitter tone, or maybe you've even said it yourself, I wish I could get that excited about anything when they were watching a child get really crazy about a new toy or visiting a new place or something and this is really the gift that nofab gives back to you this zest for life the uh, the vividness of the visceral experience and aesthetics and the environment that you're in it really is an effective antidote antidote <laughs> it really is an effective antidote to anhedonia a great example of this is latin dancing salsa dancing bachata merengue whatever this is something i've been doing for a couple of years now and i'm just good enough at it to be a little dangerous on the dance floor and have fun the parade is dancing with jonathan he's trying to teach us some steps Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a 10 minute taxi. <laughs>
It's one thing that really is worth investing uh, some time and a little bit of money into learning, taking like private lessons. So there's probably a bunch of dudes watching this right now thinking, really, dude, Latin dancing, really? Well, I will tell you, after about two to three weeks of no fabbing, Latin dancing, where you are putting your hands all over a bunch of different women all night long, is very exciting. And Latin dancing is a place where you can experience what people call masculine, feminine polarity. So sometimes you meet a woman who just has this like great nurturing feminine energy and you can be just unapologetically masculine around her and the two of you together have this this yin yang thing going on and you find that it really does bring the best of you out and the dance floor at a salsa club latin club is one place where i experience this really frequently more more than anywhere else actually now that I come to think about it and a lot of times you will actually experience this within just a few minutes of meeting someone and it really kind of is special and if you're a person like me that's like really geeky really analytical really hard driving workaholic type it it really is kind of a a different side of the coin it really is kind of a a different world that it's that it's really refreshing to be able to drink from and it's just so accessible in the type of environment that I'm describing. So I really encourage you to try Latin dancing in conjunction with your no fabbing and you will feel like a kid again. You'll feel like at 18 year old you at high school prom or whatever. You're, you're gonna be really excited. You're gonna be popping a massive boner while you're, while you're dancing with her, which she'll probably feel and it's not that big of a deal this is actually a great kind of little exposure therapy lesson she will feel you being erect while dancing it may even make your dancing a little bit awkward but women have been dancing before they know how boners work and i think they're actually kind of flattered by it I take a bunch of herbal supplements like the adaptogens and horny goat weed while I'm no fabbing in addition to cold showers a couple times a week. So at 30 years old, I often feel I often feel like I did when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. It's it's almost kind of like a a Benjamin Button life hack. After about three to four weeks of no fabbing, your horniness will subside a little bit, but your motivation will not. You'll kind of feel like you need to pee just a little bit all the time. There will be some light, persistent pressure down there, and you'll feel these waves of energy and horniness emanating from your genitals throughout the day. Your standards of attraction will lower a little bit 
you will uh, fantasize and imagine women who you would honestly be like ashamed to introduce to your friends who you see at the grocery store or whatever you'll imagine them just bent over on your bed asking for it you will uh, approach text and invite out girls for drinks that you usually would not even bother talking to sometimes around day 15 of no fab I'll find myself like walking down the street and I'll even find like certain trees a little arousing just kidding just kidding but you know seriously some trees they have like a nice a nice shape and a nice aesthetics to them the benefit of no fabbing is that you become way more motivated to go out and socialize the problem of no fabbing is that you're way more motivated to go out and socialize and I actually can find this distracting from work sometimes like last Wednesday night I was out at a nightclub till 3 30 a.m. which I think you'll agree is a little bit ridiculous when I was 22 years old and wasted it was cool but at almost 31 years old and sober not quite as cool anymore so you might be wondering if it's possible to harness all of this sexual social energy towards something else other than going out socializing and trying to get laid in the 11th chapter of think and grow rich napoleon hill describes the transformation of mediocrity into genius via transmutation sex desire is the most powerful of human desires when driven by this desire men develop keenness of imagination courage willpower persistence and creative ability unknown to them at other times the majority of men never learn that the urge of sex has other possibilities which far transcend in importance the mere physical expression there are other mind stimulants some of which have been listed but none of them nor all of them combined can equal the driving power of sex when i read this as a young man the idea of sex transmutation really interested me and those of you who have read think and Gr grow rich will remember that he takes kind of this elusive style with it where he explains like these principles and modes of higher thinking of higher consciousness but he doesn't specifically explain or give really explicit instructions for actually becoming rich it's really a book that you have to ponder as you're reading it and kind of figure some things out for yourself and it's like the best-selling personal development title of all time virtually every successful person lists think and grow rich as an influence so this is evidently a an effective teaching style but nonetheless when I first read this chapter I was a bit mystified by 
exactly how sex transmutation works because he doesn't like spell out like the mechanics in this chapter it was it was a book written in a, a more victorian time right and i think there's probably a, a lot of ways that sex transmutation works but one way that is certainly effective of channeling sex energy into ambition is no fab so someone watching this may be thinking, okay, awesome, I want to try this no-fab thing, but I don't want to be distracted from what's important by this ravenous desire to go out and socialize and chase every skirt that passes. And the life hack for this is for a period of time, you need to desexualize your life. So you're going to want to avoid movies and TV shows with sexy people. You are going to want to block Facebook or websites where people are so fond of posting skanky photos of themselves. You may even want to avoid interacting with people that you find really attractive. Like sometimes I will boycott a cafe where a sexy barista works and it's, it's not very exciting. Basically, you just wake up and then work for 12 hours a day, meditate, and go to bed. And it's not a great like long-term strategy. It can kind of be anhedonia-inducing in the long term. But if you really need to kick ass for like a month so that you can study for some really important exams so that you can say train for an athletic competition so that you can get ahead on a special project at work do a product launch build a website write a book whatever desexualizing your life for a short-term period can be a really effective life hack in conjunction with no fabbing so some guys are probably watching this and saying, well, this all sounds fascinating, but I'm in a relationship with a partner who I'm having unprotected sex with a couple times a week. Well, NoFab is not just something that porn-addicted people on the internet invented. It's actually part of a much older holistic tradition of tantric semen retention. Enjoy sex, enjoy life. which is something that guys who are in relationships can use for the same benefits as no fab. 
In the Taoist traditions that seem to be the originators of NoFab, you frequently find formulas for determining how frequently you should be orgasming. And some of them are kind of nutty. Like if it's the winter season and you are in the spring season of the relationship, like in a new relationship, then your frequency of orgasm should be X. However, there's two formulas that make the most sense to me. And the first is your age minus seven divided by four is the minimum days to have between ejaculations to maintain health. So I'm 30 years old and according to the formula, I shouldn't orgasm more than once every five to six days. You can pretty easily figure out what your number is. The other recommendation that I think makes more sense though for maximizing your productivity, happiness, and motivation is once every 30 days. If you haven't done a period of intermittent no fab before, try abstaining for just a week. Just set a seven day goal for yourself. Let's say you've tried this before and you didn't make very much progress. I encourage you to try again in combination with the, the whole arsenal of self-discipline life hacks and biohacks that I talk about in the social anxiety protocol and I bet you'll make more progress with it. And if you've done a week before, try going for two weeks. If you've made it two weeks, try going for three weeks. Really, what do, you, what do you have to learn by doing it? an intermittent period of no fab? I'm, I'm pretty sure the Pornhub will, will always be there waiting for you. I'm pretty sure it's not going to go away anytime soon. Coach.me is the best free app that I've found for keeping track of how many days running I've been no fabbing. The, the self-quantification and the daily tracking really is mandatory and it's highly unlikely that you're going to be successful with this no habit if you're not keeping track of it. So go ahead and check out coach.me, download it now, don't even pause this video. It really will make you better at this hard, at this hard to practice habit. One very cool side effect of NoFab is dream sex. So when I'm doing a period of NoFabbing, I have the most vivid lucid dreams about sex, uh, exotic locations, celebrities, threesomes, weird positions, you name it. I'm a fairly hardcore experienced lucid dreamer and I've gotten pretty good at constructing fairly pornographic dreams which are as cool as they sound. So in a dream you can feel sensations like being wet, being cold, you can feel pain, you can feel the sensation of stroking someone's skin, and as you get better at lucid dreaming, all of these sensations become much more realistic and they become more, more lucid. That's why we call it lucid 
dreaming and in the same way you can experience orgasms while you're dreaming the the dream sex sensations are not as vivid as as real life obviously depending upon if you're using a, a good condom or not. I've, I've used some pretty terrible condoms in, in my life that are maybe on the same, on the same level as that, that one time with Lara Croft in the shower. Um, but you can, uh, you can have some, an enjoyable, nocturnal, pornographic sex life in your dreams that would make the, the characters from Inception jealous let's see what's the life hack for this okay if you want to go a little bit further down the lucid dream rabbit hole which i bet you do this is what you do is before you go to bed before you take off your clothes sit down and for like 10 or five to ten minutes just imagine your favorite porn scene just play it out in your head and you'll become quite aroused and then directly after this importantly do like 20 minutes of meditation or like 10 minutes of brain training with the dual end back app and then go to bed and you will likely have a pornographic dream because you've primed your unconscious it doesn't always work but when it does it's pretty cool. Sometimes it results in a nocturnal emission. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> you should be you should be washing you should be changing your underwear every day. Anyway, so not a big deal, right? Check out my podcast on lucid dreaming where I explain some methods and techniques for priming yourself, for making the dreams more memorable and vivid and more stable so that you don't wake up the moment that you realize that you're actually dreaming. If you are a moderate masturbator who's doing it like a couple of times a week, You'll find likely that NoFab increases your energy and motivation by like 25 to 50%. However, if you're like a true addict who's doing it like daily or a couple of times a day, this may really be transformational and really change your life as you're hearing a lot of people report on various YouTube blogs on this subject. However, if you're doing, if it's like a daily or multiple times a day thing, it's going to be very difficult and you really are going to need to rigorously practice all of the discipline life hacks that we discussed in the social anxiety protocol. I'm also going to recommend that you give a listen to a Art of Charm podcast where they interview a no-fabbing expert who has some interesting things to say on the subject. Finally, I want to clarify that I don't take a moralistic view of this at all. I don't see anything morally wrong with watching porn or masturbating. I am a true hedonist, an ethical hedonist, and I believe in choosing the greater pleasure over the lesser pleasure. And 
watching porn, <laughs> uh, ejaculating into my own hand alone in a dark room is clearly a lesser pleasure compared to having the energy and motivation to live a really rich life where I go after everything that I want. It's a pretty stark choice, isn't it? And I hope that you will make that choice. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. If you found this video useful, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and I look forward to a continued conversation with you. This is my book review of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I read this book when I was like 19 or 20 years old and I've heard that this is a book that kind of grows with you. So I 